privilege. And uh, why don't you welcome Pastor Kaylee, who's going to bring the word this morning. Thank you, thank you. Just stay standing for a moment. Oh, it's such an honour to be in your beautiful house this morning. And we just love um, your pastors deeply. Uh, we just think you're the bee's knees. And uh, we love your heart. We love your passion for Jesus. We love your fun. We love that you're real and you're raw and you, you give it all. And we're just, we just want to honour you today. We, we love you guys. And thank you for having us in your beautiful church. And, and I really believe that the Lord wants to really speak to you this morning. And I really believe that he wants to stir some faith this morning. So can we just close our eyes, just look away for a moment here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. How we love you, Lord. Just look away to him for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, that you would be our pursuit. You'd be our heart's desire. So we lay every other thing down before you today. And we look to you. Father, I thank you. You know each person in this room. Lord, you know the seasons. You know what they're walking through. You know what they're facing. Lord, and I thank you. Speak to their hearts this morning. Lord, I think that faith would rise in our hearts this morning. Lord, faith for you and who you are. Lord, that you are the King of kings. That you are the Lord of lords. Lord, that you are peace that you are joy, that you are good, that you are kind, that you are salvation, that you are the healer, you are the redeemer, you are the restorer, you are the provider. Lord, that our faith in you would rise this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just keep looking away to him for a moment here. Let's not miss a moment with him. Father God, Lord, that you would reign in this house this morning, Lord, that we decrease and you increase, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts, Lord, that we wouldn't just walk out the same this morning, God, but we would be stirred, Father, for more of you in our lives, Lord God. Meet with us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. That we would have ears to hear you this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Have your way, God, this morning. We glorify your name, that only you are exalted in this house. All the honor and all the praise and all the glory to your name this morning. In your mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give him a hand this morning. Beautiful. We can have your seats. Thank you, band. 
wish you the best. Love you guys. Well, my name's Kaylee, if I haven't met you before. Um, that's my husband up there who is singing, and uh, we're from Oxford Falls across the way, and, you know, I feel like we're family, but, like, the family you get to see a couple times a year, you know, that kind of family, but we still love each other, and, and we think about you, and we pray for you, and, yeah, it's an honour to be here. And this morning, you know, our topic is faith. And uh, I have a real stirring in my heart this morning for you. And I know it can be, you know, a hard topic. I know it can be sensitive. Uh, but at the same time, I really believe that the Lord this morning wants to stir it in our hearts, that faith would rise and that you would walk out of this place this morning with that little bit of faith inside of you, that things can change and things can shift and God can bring breakthrough. So in Romans 10, 17, it says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, faith is actually birthed when you hear it, which is interesting because I think sometimes we think faith is even birthed when we read it, you know, when we're reading the word of God, but actually the truth is that it comes by hearing the word of God. So I want to encourage you, even when you are having your time reading the word, speak it out aloud, because as you begin to actually hear it, that's when it gets deep within you and faith begins to rise. And this is why we so believe in church. I mean, there's many reasons we believe in church, but this is a key reason. And why we love it when, you know, the saints come and gather together. Not only is it a time to, to meet together and to worship, but it's a time where you hear the word of God and your faith rises and your faith is stirred that you can come into church each week and hear faith. And as you hear it, you can begin to believe it and you walk out of this place with faith in your heart for your situations and for your circumstances and for the things that you're facing. So don't neglect coming to the house of God. One of the most important things you can do is come each week and hear the word of God so that you can walk out the week with faith in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, I love it throughout the Bible that God says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Lord says. It's, it shows up numerous times in the Bible. And I love it because he's like, hey, do you have an ear? Then listen up. Listen up to what I'm trying to tell you because I have some things to say that are going to help you. I have some things to say that are going to build you. I have some things to say that are going to build faith within you for your situation and for your life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Lord would say to you. And I want to say that to you this morning. Switch your ears on. Listen up because God has something for each and every single one of you in this room this morning. He wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to engage with you. He knows where you're at. He knows the circumstances. He knows the situations. And he doesn't want you just walking out of this place with the same heaviness that you're carrying. He wants you to walk out of this place with faith in your heart that God can change it, that he is the God of breakthroughs and miracles, and that as we get faith for it, he comes and turns situations around. So if you have an ear this morning, listen up to what the Lord would say. You know, I want to look at one of my favorite passages this morning, a great passage of faith. And uh, I want to pull some things out of this passage that I believe will help build 
and stir your faith this morning for a situation. And as we're talking about faith, you know, open your heart up to the Lord. Let him speak to you. Take this for yourself this morning with whatever season you're in. Some of you may be on the mountaintop. Some of you may be in the valley. Some of you may be just be, you know, plodding along in life. It doesn't really matter what season you're in. All of us have an area of our life that we need faith for and that we're believing God for. And I want to encourage you this morning that as I'm speaking, that you would not just hear words and that they would fall to the ground, but you would listen to Jesus and the Holy Spirit and let him speak to you this morning and take something that you can walk out of this place with for this week. Amen? So if you've got your Bibles, can you go to Mark 10 this morning? And I want to talk to you out of the passage where Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. I'm going to read it to you in Mark 10, verse 46. It says this, And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. And when he had heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprung up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on his way. What a story. Amazing. One of my favorite stories. And I want to just pull out a few things from this passage that speak to me about faith and what can build your faith. And the first thing that I love that Bartimaeus did in this story was that he cried out to Jesus. In verse 47, it says, And when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out, and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They're like, just what we've been talking about, hearing the word of God, it stirs faith within you. He was a beggar. He sat by the road day in, day out. That's what he did. But when he heard it was Jesus, faith began to rise within him. When you hear it's Jesus, when you hear the word of God, faith begins to rise. But I want to encourage you, not just to let that faith rise and then let it die, but do something with that faith. Bartimaeus heard it was Jesus. He knew Jesus could change everything. He knew Jesus was the answer for his situation. He knew Jesus was the only answer for his situation. But he didn't just stay by the wayside. He began to cry out to Jesus. Let your faith stir you to cry out to Jesus. Don't let your faith just be rise up for a moment here in church and then you leave and then it dies again. Let it take you to a place of prayer where you begin to cry out to God. Here's the thing. God can handle your emotions. He can handle the tears. He can handle the discouragement. 
He can handle the hurt. He can handle the joy. He can handle your emotions. Don't be afraid to cry out to Jesus because of the emotions maybe that have been inside of you, the things that you've been feeling. I'm sure there were times Bartimaeus was very sad. I'm sure there was times he was discouraged and disappointed. But when he heard that it was Jesus, he didn't let those things stop him from crying out to God. And we need to make sure we don't let those things that get into our heart stop us from coming to God. Take them to God. He can handle it. He can handle your emotions. Cry out to Jesus. You know, one of my other favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Hannah in 1 Samuel. And Hannah was believing for a child. And she hadn't been able to conceive. And it had been year after year of trying and nothing had happened. And it said that she actually became bitter in soul. She was so bitter because she wasn't able to conceive this child. But one day, she decided to go up to the temple and to cry out to Jesus. So much so that the, the priest there, Eli, thought that she was drunk. I mean, can you imagine that? She must have been like just a bit of a mess, blubbering everywhere and like just letting it all out. I can imagine the bitterness just being thrown at Jesus' feet in that moment that she had been feeling for years and years. And she said to the priest, I am not drunk. I am pouring out my soul to the Lord. And we all need to be able to take our faith and then do something with it and actually give it to Jesus and begin to cry out to him. And it will look different for all of you. And it may not be this most extravagant moment like Hannah had, but it will be a moment where your faith just becomes not just a seed, but it begins to grow within you when you know that it's Jesus and he can change everything. And I love the story of Hannah because she had two miracles that day. The first miracle after she poured out her soul to the Lord was that it says in the Bible that she walked away no longer sad. The bitterness that she had been holding on to for years and years left. And she walked away free and she walked away happy. Said so she had a smile on her face. And the second miracle that happened was the very next day she conceived her child that she had been believing for. There is a miracle and an exchange and a breakthrough when you take your faith, not just from something you've heard and then it kind of drops by the wayside, but then you actually take it to Jesus and you begin to cry out to him. And Bartimaeus did this. When he heard it was Jesus, I love that line. When he heard it was Jesus, he cried out to him. Jesus is your answer. He is the one that changes and shifts everything. When you begin to hear that it is Jesus, let your faith rise and then cry out to him. Bartimaeus began to cry out to Jesus. The second thing that Bartimaeus did in this this story is that he didn't worry about people's opinions. In verse 48, it says, And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. I love this. Because most people probably in that moment would have been silenced. Can you imagine if you're like, Jesus, Jesus, everyone around you, be quiet. 
stop it. Sit down. You're a beggar. Who are you? Most people would have been like, oh, you're right. Who am I? I'm, I'm nobody. I'm a beggar. I have no right to come to Jesus. But he says he cried out all the more. He got louder, in fact. He's like, Jesus, <laughs> I'm not going to worry what you think about me. Now, here, I'm not talking about leadership or wise counsel. I believe in that 100%. What I'm talking about is the crowd. We cannot be swayed by the crowd. We cannot let people's opinions of us sway us. Because I can guarantee there'll be moments you are loved. And it's one of those great moments of life when you feel loved and everyone loves you. But there are moments when you're not loved. There are even times that you may be hated. There'll be times when the crowd is booing you instead of loving you. When you feel like you're being attacked on every level. And so we cannot live our lives by the opinions of others because we will sway to and throw, helping, hoping that people will love us. We will live our lives to people, please, because we constantly need the affirmation of people. But what happens in that moment is that you lose your faith and you lose the ability to stand up in your faith to believe for what God has given you. We need to care more about what the Lord thinks about us than what people think about us. We need to live by our convictions and not by the opinions of others. We need to live by the convictions in our heart and not by the opinions of others because they will silence you. I love the story of David in the Bible when he brings the Ark of the Covenant back and he has this crazy moment. He's the king. I mean, can you imagine this in our day and age? Can you imagine the Queen of England coming out the front of Buckingham Palace, stripping down to her underwear and dancing in the street? I mean, people would think she's having a mental breakdown, seriously. But David did that. He came out as king. He stripped down and he danced before the Lord. He was just so excited that the presence of God was back that the blessing of heaven was back. He could not contain his joy. And he's the king and he's dancing undignified. But it says that his wife despised him. And she said, what are you doing? You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing yourself. And he says in 2 Samuel that I will be even more undignified than this. I love it. It's the same heart and spirit as Bartimaeus here. It's like he cried out all the more. It's like he's not going to worry about people's opinions. We need to get to a place in our life. We don't care what people think. We don't care if they like us or they don't because we know that God is for us. We know that we're living by his ways. We know that we've got the support of our church family. We know that we're living by our convictions and not by people's opinions of us. We need to be able to not worry about the crowd because they will silence you. Because they will love you in one moment and they will not love you the next. And in fact, that's exactly what happens in this passage here, is that one moment the crowd is saying to Bartimaeus, be quiet, they're rebuking him, sit down. The next moment Jesus stops and finally hears Bartimaeus and he calls Bartimaeus, he says, bring him to me. And how funny is this? All of a sudden the crowd say, take heart, get up, he's calling you. <laughs> I mean, he's probably like, are you serious? One second ago, literally, you are telling me to be quiet and to sit down. But now that I'm noticed, now that Jesus sees me, now that I'm somebody, 
you're like, yes, take heart, get up, come on, we'll help you get there. I mean, people are fickle. The crowd is fickle. And we cannot live our lives by their opinions. Don't let their opinions stop your faith from rising up. People's own hurts and people's own you know, opinions can pull us down, tell us to be quiet, tell us to settle down, tell you not to be so passionate for Jesus. They can tell you these things. They'll tell you not to believe. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want this to happen. You know, don't let the crowd determine your faith. Let it rise up within you. As you cry out to God, don't worry about people's opinions. Live by your convictions and not by people's opinions. Let's be people that are secure in Christ, who know who we are, who know the promises are yes and amen for our lives, and can stand on the word of God and live by his kingdom ways, not by what people think about us. Amen? So Bartimaeus, he cried out to Jesus. The second thing he did is he didn't worry about people's opinions. The third thing he did was that he threw off all hindrances. In verse 50, it says this, and throwing off his cloak, he sprung up and came to Jesus. This is a significant moment because this cloak represented him as a beggar. In these days, when you were a beggar, you were given a begging cloak. You sat by the road in these cloaks and you begged. That was who he was. It was his identity as a blind beggar. But in this moment, as he was coming to Jesus, he threw off the old. He threw off his identity as a beggar. He threw off that he was going to be blind his whole life. He threw it off and he began to walk towards Jesus. What I love about this is it was before the miracle had happened. Because often we can throw it off when we've got the miracle. But it's hard and it's a huge, massive step of faith to do it before the miracle happens. But he did it with full faith and conviction in his heart. He threw that cloak off knowing that he was not going back to that place. But he was going towards Jesus. Throwing off all hindrances throwing off the past, throwing off past disappointments. You know, I know in faith, faith is a journey and there's many ups and there's many downs. And throwing off maybe those down times and believing again can be a hindrance. Throwing off disappointment and discouragement and believing and standing again. Throwing off the old you throwing off a past life, that that is not who you are anymore, that as we accept Jesus into our life, we are new creations, that you can step into a new identity in Christ, throwing off sin that easily entangles us, the Bible says. None of us are exempt from sin. It's a taboo topic we don't want to talk about, but we all get entangled in it. And we need to constantly be throwing sin off and walking towards Jesus, not letting it become a blockage between us and God and your breakthrough and your faith. Throwing off all hindrances so that we can step into a place of breakthrough and healing. In the Bible, there's a story of Lot and his family. And what happens in this story is that Jesus saw this city. They were living in a city called Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was a very evil city. 
and there was lots of bad going on and Jesus decided, God decided to destroy the city. But he saw Lot as a good man. He said, I'm going to rescue you and your family. But you need to get out and I don't want you to look back. You look forward at the future and all that I have for you. Throw off the past and step into the new and I'm going to leave that behind you. And so Lot and his wife are leaving the city. But as they leave the city, Lot's wife looks back. She couldn't let go of the past. She couldn't throw off the things that were hindrancing her to step into her future. God laid out this beautiful future ahead of her. Said, don't worry about the past. Let's just leave that city. But don't look back. But she couldn't let go. And she looked back. And it says immediately she turned into a pillar of salt. Hectic. I'm not saying today that you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. But what I am saying is that if we don't let go of these things that define us, we don't let go of these hindrances, they do eventually destroy us. And we need to make sure that as we are on our journey of faith with Jesus, and as we are on this journey seeking God and believing that we don't get stuck in the past, we don't get stuck in our old, we don't get stuck with our cloaks on, but we can be able to throw them off and not look back and look forward to what God has for us, the miracles and the breakthroughs that he has for your life. Bartimaeus threw off his cloak and walked towards Jesus. And the final thing that he did, that I believe built his faith to see his miracle, he answered this question. In verse 50, the Lord said to him, in 51, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Do you think Jesus didn't know? Like, was he actually asking this question? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what can I actually do for you? No, he knew. Of course he knew. Jesus knows. He knows where you're at. He knows the seasons. He knows the journey. He's closer than a best friend, it says in the Bible. He knows. He's seen every tear. He's seen all the joy and excitement. He knows. But what he is looking for is for you to stand up in your faith and have enough audacity to come boldly before his throne and ask him for the miracle and the breakthrough, that your faith would be able to rise enough that you could ask Jesus for your breakthrough. You know, this passage personally to me means a lot because I remember about seven years ago now, gosh, sounds like a long time, it feels like just yesterday, that uh, my husband and I, you know, we decided, we'd been married for five years, we decided that we wanted to start for a family. And we started to, you know, try for a child. And, you know, you think, well, I thought it would just happen quickly, but it didn't. And, you know, we went on for a, a while, nothing was happening, so I went to see a doctor. And, you know, we got some news that wasn't great, that, you know, it was going to be really difficult for us to fall pregnant and that we would need medical intervention. And so we did, we started down that journey, we were seeing some specialists and having some tests and, and going down that journey. And in the midst of this season, I remember sitting in church hearing the word of God. And it was Vicki Simpson preaching. I don't remember what she preached on. 
I love Vicky. Don't tell her I said that because I do genuinely love her. I, but I don't remember what she preached on. All I remember is that she skimmed over a verse in this story about Bartimaeus. And then she moved on to her next point. But I got stuck in this passage. And I'm reading this passage. And as I got to this verse where Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? I felt the Lord speak it directly into my heart. What do you want me to do for you? And without hesitation in my heart, I was like, Lord, I want a baby. And I walked away that day from church with such a faith in my heart, like the Lord had spoken to me and I knew that we were going to conceive. And I remember every morning for the next couple of weeks, I've just kept thanking the Lord for that promise that he was going to bring a child into our lives. And sure enough, a month later, we conceived our beautiful Billy Cruz. And then we have Taylor Bloom. Now we have Rocky Love. I mean, the Lord has well and truly blessed us. The floodgates have been open, and now we are trying to close those floodgates. We are very thankful, Jesus. <laughs> no, but seriously, no. No, we're, sh- we're shutting the floodgates now, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we have just been so incredibly poured out upon in that area of our lives. And it all started with the promise and the f- hearing the faith. But not just, letting me, not just hearing that faith and letting it fall by the wayside, but then going and crying out to God and believing God. And then not worrying about what people thought, not caring about people's opinions, throwing off anything that was stopping us. Like Bartimaeus, he threw off that garment and then he had the boldness to ask the Lord for it. In James 4, 2, as the band comes, the scripture says this, you do not have because you have not asked. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's not a begging. It's not like, help me, Jesus. Although I'm sure there are many times we have prayed that prayer. It's not a begging on your knees like, God, will you come through? It's a boldness standing in your faith that you know the promises for your life are yes. That you know Jesus died on a cross for your healing, yes. That you know that he wants to set you free, yes. That the word of God says that we are free and free indeed, yes. It's like you know the promises. It's not a begging, but it's a standing and it's a declaring and it's an asking, Lord, will you fulfill your promises over my life? That they are a yes and they are an amen. And I declare them for my world is a standing and a believing that what you ask, he will accomplish in your life. It's a calling those things that do not exist into existence. It's a calling those things that did not exist. It's calling that healing into existence. It's calling that salvation into existence. It's calling that baby into existence. It's calling that house into existence. It's calling that spouse or that partner into existence. It's calling that financial breakthrough into existence. It's calling freedom into existence. It's calling these things that did not exist into existence. 
That faith comes by hearing. And that when you hear that faith, you don't just let it fall by the wayside, but you take it to Jesus and you cry out to Him and you shake off people's opinions and don't worry what the crowd says about you and about your promise that you received. And you throw off any hindrance that may stop you from stepping into that new day. And you go to Lord and you ask Him that He would bring His promises of yes and amen into your life. Amen. Can we stand to our feet this morning, church? Just look away to Him. Just close your eyes for a moment here. You know, I really believe that there are people in this room believing for things. And it probably is every single one of you. There's always something in our heart that we're believing for. And I would love to pray a prayer over you this morning that would seal faith in your heart. That you would walk out of this room with not just a moment of faith and then it falls by the way, but you would leave this place with faith in your heart that carries you to Jesus. That you would have the strength to throw off things that are hindering you. That you would make some tough decisions that stop you from going backwards. That you would shake off people's opinions. And that you would have the faith to ask Jesus for your promise of yes and amen. So if that's you in your room, can you lift your hands high with expectation this morning? that God can do something in your life, whatever area it is, whatever breakthrough it is that you need, that the faith that you have can move a mountain. It says all you need is faith as small as a mustard seed, and that's okay because God takes that faith and He shakes it up and He turns mountains and He brings provision and He brings salvation and He brings healing because He is the answer. There is no other answer but the love of Jesus Christ. So let's lift our hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, Father. Oh, God. You see every hand lifted. You see every heart turned towards you, Father. And we declare faith in the name of Jesus to rise. Lord, and I seal it today in the name of Jesus. I think that as we hear the Word of God, that as faith is stirred, Lord God, that we would come to You, we would cry out to You, that we would throw off any hindrance, that we would ask You, Lord God, Father, that we do not have because we have not asked. Father, that we would have enough faith to ask You, Lord, to bring a miracle, to bring a breakthrough. And I thank You that disappointment would leave. I thank You that discouragement would leave in the name of Jesus. I thank You that any bitterness would leave, Lord God. Father, that faith would rise again in the name of Jesus. Let's sing this together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.